and Steady, a podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I am Benedicta, and I am feeling respected. And I'm Benedict. Today is June 14th. This is episode number 143, and I'm feeling a little bit tired. Oh, But no. respected, that's a, oh, it's that's a, a good rare word. feeling. <laughs> I don't know. I think I was just talking, you know, to our client and they were listening to what I was saying. And also we reached out to some other potential Gatsby plugin leads and they were like, yeah, that, that could be a good idea that you could do the maintenance and, you know, and didn't get shut down right away. So I feel at least that my, my Gatsby hmm. knowledge and plugin knowledge is respected. Um, and that's always good. Yeah. So, yeah. So new clients uh, on the It's the same the client. Oh, might be a new client on the horizon. I think we have two or three kind of people we are talking to. Um, one, at least one plug-in one, and then some other kind of um, more like demo work where we demonstrate integrations instead of creating plugins. Because um, not everything needs a plugin, but... Yeah, so good things in the works, but, you know, it's summer soon, so kind of just, like, talking to them, keeping, you know. <laughs> Delaying things it. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Answering questions and, like, kicking the ball over the fence and then waiting for them to kick it back. And we'll see how it goes. But um, the Cloudinary work is still go going fine. So I said last week we kind of figured out what we needed to do and we're just doing it. So another I guess, boring week or not boring, but we were talking about like, what, what is a good word for just like chugging along, doing the work, like nothing much is happening other than what I'm supposed to be happening, doing the work, I guess. Not much so. is happening other than the stuff that's <laughs> supposed to happen, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so I've been adding Gatsby plugin image support to the Cloudinary plugin because um, that's the kind of new Gatsby image component and image handling. The old plugin was called Gatsby image and the new one is called Gatsby plugin image. It's not that you will get confused at all working with these things. Um, <laughs> and then, so that was like, that's kind of a new feature. And then we've just been working on the upgrade to version four. So everything works in work at version four. Um, and it's just, you know, got to type out quite a few letters to make it happen and that's <laughs> what we've been doing um and then i also kind of on the more marketing sales front i've started to follow a lot of the larger cmss plugins on github you know watch and then get to watch all so now i get to see whenever there's a new issue or whatever anything is happening on their plugins just to kind of keep an eye on what are some typical issues and who are having more problems that they can handle themselves so that we can start reaching out to the ones that, you know, we might see a little bit of opening for somebody needing a little bit of external help. So that's my little But, sneaky, yeah. <laughs> sneaky I, I, tactic. I really like that tactic, especially it is like also a great in, like, um, like whenever there's a, issue coming up you could in theory just like submit a pull request that fixes that and once it gets merged do a little bit of warm outreach to them and be like <laughs> hey thanks for merging the pull request by the way i'm also why don't you let I'm, us do all the pull requests 
if you want, like you give me some money and uh, do all of them for you. <laughs> so I haven't gone that far, but I have actually commented on some because I saw a community um, a community pull request that looked really good on one of these. Um, I think it was a Stroppy plugin, but the kind of the option that he had created felt a little off compared to a lot of the other plugins and how they named that option. So I just kind of chimed in with, you know, I see that on the WordPress and Drupal, they use another uh, terminology for this option. So, you know, maybe you want to take a look at that. And he was super grateful and was like, yes, well, yeah, that makes sense. But I don't think his plugin has, or his PR has been merged yet, but it's a really good, um, it's a really good PR. So I hope Struffy ends yeah. up merging that. Um, but so trying to, you know, trying to be helpful, but not do too much free consulting. Um, yeah. So, but I guess it helps to get some name recognition then uh, uh, when you eventually try to sell them. Absolutely. And also just really good to see kind of where the problems, because there are some problems that keep popping up and also see kind of where there are confusion from the users of the plugin, because that could always be helpful for us when we're helping others make new plugins or help them maintain their plugins. It's always nice to see kind of what type of options are confusing or how people think about these plugins. Because one, you know, one thing is how Gatsby thinks about the plugins and how they should work together. And then it's the way the users um, think about the plugins and how they should work together, which, you know, isn't always um, aligned. So it's good right. to just like soak in a lot of information and then kind of come up with my own views and approaches to how to get all of these things to work together. So yeah, done the work, done my emails, done the stream, done the, you know, keep on, keep on keeping on. The engine is rolling. <laughs> Very nice. And uh, this week will be the last stream of the season because the week after that, I'll be at the speaker dinner at React Norway. So no stream. And then after that, it's summer wakey. Um, but we are hard planning the next season of streams. And we are actually thinking of making them every other kind of coding focused and every other like interview heavy and then take those interview heavy ones and turn them into podcast episodes so they can also be listened to mm. as podcast episodes. Um, and I think that could be really interesting just because it's nice to talk to people and then they don't have to prepare anything and I don't have to prepare anything for kind of the coding session. And then every other week we could have a look at doing deep dives into Gatsby like we've been doing um the last year so i think that could be interesting and then we could be you know on the podcast episode version we could say like hey you know this one is only comes out every other week but if you want to hang out every week we do <laughs> a coding stream on youtube as well um right so it just feels like it's more i can see now that um it's not large but i can see more and more search search people coming from google to queen.ray.codes and it's something mm -hmm. about blog posts that it's it's very permanent. And I feel the same thing with podcast episodes that it's it's often you can often go back and like listen. If you find a new podcast, you can go back and like back listen to episodes um, that if they're not like ours, that is very weekly. But our interviews with other people like you can do, listen to those anytime within the next year or two. I would say. Um, so it could be yeah. good to like have one or like every other of the streams be more of a kind of thing that people can listen to at, in their own time or 
and not be so... I guess you can go back and watch the streams, but I feel like watching coding streams after the fact kind of takes a little bit away from the because you can't join in the chat. You know, there's there's that live element that makes a coding stream yeah. fun. Um, and watching at them after the fact, you have to be very specifically interested in that like very specific topic. And I actually did get a tweet from um, a friend our friend in America, like a friend, as we would say in America, but not in Europe, <laughs> somebody I met once. <laughs> um, and she said she had an issue on her marketing page that she just redid in um, Gatsby and actually went back and watched one of the old streams that handled exactly that issue. So that was really nice getting that DM that like, Hey, it helped me. Like I had that issue. Um, and that, so that was cool. So, Anyway, that was my thinking around the streams. If anybody feels like did that you, is a super stupid idea, let me know. Did you consider like having like basically booking guests for both of these? Like have an interview episode with them and then next week have them come on and work on something together? I mean, probably Absolutely. it doesn't work for every guest, but that, that would be interesting. Absolutely. And I do think we'll have some of the people we've had on back for like a full on interview episode because we did get some good stories from people and also, um, you know, want to know more about them and how they came into to the how they came to be in the shark of waters around today. the Gatsby yeah. Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I feel like for the interview episodes, it doesn't have to be as intertwined with Gatsby like it needs to be around the Gatsby Islands but it could be more more open kind of jam stack people like they don't need to have Gatsby that much Gatsby knowledge kind of like though we had Pierre on the show and I did kind of the Gatsby coding and then he talked about scraping me and and helped me implement but he didn't have to have any Gatsby knowledge so that worked for yep. coding as well but yeah it's it's a really good idea. Try to get them, but maybe not twice in a row. Do you think they'll want to do two Thursdays in a row? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but it feels like uh, it would be nice, uh, a, a nice intro, basically. Like you can yeah. interview them and then next week have them on and work something together and the interview could prepare for that or the other way around. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the time commitment is probably a problem because then you need to you know basically find people who are free two consecutive thursdays or whatever <laughs> and that might be an issue but i mean I've also, yeah, if it's not for everyone that's also fine i guess i also thought about it could be possible to do but we kind of want to do something every week i think that is important a little bit for the consistency and having people kind of show up for because we'll do the interview live as well on YouTube. So there's like something happening every every week. Um, because I did have the idea that we could do like an interview first and then do coding and kind of just like restart the recording again so that it's um, we'll do the interview first, like half an hour, then do some coding. But the coding often ends up taking an hour no matter what we do. Um, but that could also be a possibility that we do like half an hour interview and then half an hour coding. But do, did, you, is... did you consider not live streaming the interviews? Yes, we did. But it's kind of to have that thing happening every week at the same time. And maybe nobody shows up for the interviews, but, and we'll have them edited for the, or slightly edited for the podcast kind of version i mean uh, um 
YouTube has this, this the premieres feature, right? So in theory, you could pre-record something and just post it at a regular time. I'm thinking, like, oh, that is interesting. That is interesting. It is. What if you that. invite because people? Then we could, because then we could have like a yeah, the live, and then you're I'm in the chat, and Ola's in the chat, and the guest is in the chat while we kind of play off the interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either that, and and I think that the thing that that's interesting from my perspective is that you only need to book people for one day. You can do the mm -hmm. interview with them, record that, and then do the live stream afterwards. The coding live stream afterwards, or, or some something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I think the downside is you have to do the live stream coding live stream first, and then the interview afterwards, publishing wise. But I mean, it's just one one mm -hmm. appointment you have to schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll have to like look look uh, give give it a think. Um, that's kind of what one of the things we'll be talking about when we are on summer vacation. I think like figuring this out, but at least we started thinking about how we can repurpose it in a way, I guess, or also having, because the conversation is really nice and it does take some time to prepare. If the coding streams are going to be good, it takes some time to prepare. Um, and we could always ask the kind of the guests to prepare, but then they have to be really good at Gatsby. And that's kind of been, what well, not, but at least know a lot about Gatsby. That's what we've tried to to stare away from so we can have people on like Pierre and like he talks about scraping B and then helps me while I code the Gatsby stuff. <clears throat> so it and the same also thing makes you... up for the more interesting content, right? I mean Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But there was that's some good 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 thoughts, Benedict. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> file them away for the summer ho holidays. <laughs> And, and chat to all about it. Um, but it feels, because the thing is, I think the, the thing is we have to decide is that do we want to go live every Thursday or not? Because I think also it could be possible to only go live every other week and then, you know, as you said, schedule the video as a regular video um, and just not think about like the algorithm or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Not that we have that many many kind of like or if you want to really like have more live viewers it could be good to do it on the same make sure that we do it every week so kind of people expect it um but then again people's lives are messy and sometimes they can't show up anyway um yeah so. it would be an interesting question or an interesting interesting experience if it has to be and if it has to be a live stream or if you can actually pre-produce stuff and if the like if that would change anything in terms of how people show up for those and uh, mm -hmm. consume those. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like the downside of having the live stream in a way is that you're committed to show up every Thursday at the same time. And no matter what, like if there's a vacation, you either skip it or show up regardless. Mm -hmm. And like, pre like if, if there would be a way to pre-produce a little bit of that, I mean, you could, in theory, have like spend a week just doing recordings and then scheduling them for the next three weeks or so. Absolutely, and that that is absolutely something. I think I see a lot of more podcasters that don't have like a weekly thing like we have. Do pre-produce a full season and then they kind of just, um, yeah, launch them every week or publish them. I mean, every week. And um, what I like about live though is that i like live i it's easier for me to show up live yeah. but i guess when you're interviewing something somebody 
kind of like we aren't doing now, it's live because we can't like stop and re-record all the time, even though we did that in the beginning yes. of this episode. <laughs> 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 but uh, but it's you know it feels because it's a conversation, you kind of get a little bit of that live feel. Um, but on the other hand, I also like I really enjoy when people ask questions, and I think there could be something to like have an interview with somebody from the community and have other people from the community be able to like ask questions live yeah. and it still be an okay podcast if we you know remember to kind of you know read it out loud and not make sure you know not think that people like Lisha are watching they might listen in the uh, after after the fact um so we'll see and also it's just i don't know it's good for me to just show up every week these boring weeks that i call them just show up do the work every week um and and kind of yeah not having to come up with all of it in advance or i don't know i don't know yeah i mean there's something to be said about like just having the recurring thing and like yeah having a fixed date every week where you do the work because like mm -hmm. for the better than and perfect podcast uh that uh, jane runs for user list we initially had the idea of just running it in seasons, like have a season of 10 episodes uh, on a specific topic and pre-produce that and then trip them out. But at some point it became clear that just the, the momentum of like just doing one per week is pretty nice because it gets you in the rhythm and stop like producing an, an entire season and stopping and then waiting a half a year or so and then picking up again is actually a lot harder than just showing up every week without at some points not really thinking about it anymore. So yeah, I don't know. The, the, the truth might be somewhere in the middle. I, uh, yeah, whatever. Who, who knows? No, but uh, I feel, <laughs> you know, having, having a child who's in school, the vacations are very much scheduled. I thought I had turned off my phone. Um, <laughs> It's very much scheduled, and I feel like even though you know the algorithm or whatever might not like that we take breaks, I am comfortable with it that there there are breaks, you know, um, and just yeah, like and just living with that that you know, okay for okay, I did turn it off again, but I don't know what <laughs> is happening. It might be one of these numbers that that are allowed to come through, even though I'm gonna. No, it's not. I have some people on, you know, favorites that are allowed yes. to come through, even if you do, you know, because of kids and everything. But and now we're we'll turning off everything. Um, yeah, there. So, so yeah, it has to be what's easiest for us, I think, especially since we're not going to be entertainers as our paid gig. <laughs> if you see what I mean, <laughs> then hey, yeah, I, you know probably. you. You have to like if you're going to be a YouTuber, you really have to think about these things and make sure you're consistent and you have things in the backlog. And and because I've heard from people, if you miss one upload one week, Google is like, oh, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, so it's just insane. Like I, I mean, I'm not a huge follower of a lot of YouTube accounts, but like everyone, I'm somewhat following. At some point, you can tell they are just burning out and disappearing for a year or so. <laughs> I know, and they disappear. And some people just like you know go up in flames, like their whole channel goes down. Or uh, yeah, it's that kind of constant grind and not being able to miss, you know, one week. I don't want to be in that type of pos like position. I don't want to be yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I think that's also where like I want to make the, the kind of the coding money off of coding or like helping people with their plugins. Like I don't, I want, that's where I want the money to come from. I don't want to become a YouTuber who educating people on coding and then having the algorithm kind of affect um, my, my uh, mental health and all of that. That you was want a long to talk control about. the algorithm yourself, right? By, I, by yes. writing the algorithms. <laughs> and I want to have the freedom. For me, and we've spoken about that before, like freedom is really important to me. And even though now I'm supposed to show up every Thursday, as long as that's not my kind of main gig, we can skip it from for whatever reason. Like if something happens, we can just skip it. Yeah. But if it was sponsored or we were relying on ad revenue or anything like that, like you actually have to. Um, and I don't feel, and as you said, like a lot of these YouTubers that kind of promote freedom, that's like a lot of these YouTubers promote on their channel, but then it doesn't feel like they're that free after a while. Like I've even seen these people like moving from the big city into the wilderness to like build their own house to like live off the land and like, you know, be Hundred percent free and don't even need like the government or infrastructure or anything. But they have to produce as long a video as there's internet right? every week. <laughs> they have to produce a video every week. Otherwise, they have no money to buy anything for. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that was a sidetrack, long sidetrack. But I was saying something about summer vacations and having a kid in school. This is her last week of first grade. So yesterday we went to an um, ceremony at the school and I can't even believe that, you know, it's going to be second grade next year. There's some, some saying like the days are short. No, the days are long and the years are short, something like that. And uh, it's very true. But it was a great ceremony. We had um, a really good time with all the other parents and the kids and we also had another great weekend now that we can just hang out with people again, hung out at somebody's house on Saturday that we haven't seen for a while. And then one of Ula's good friends from where he grew up had a, a concert on Sunday for kids. So they have started a kids pop rock band, which was super cool. And they sing in Norwegian, nice. which is really important for Lillian. She really likes lyrics like she doesn't like it when she doesn't understand what they're saying i'm trying to get her to like appreciate music but it's not that easy um she did we did actually listen to some classical music and she enjoyed that because then there were no lyrics but as soon as there's lyrics she gets very frustrated if she can't like understand what they're saying mm -hmm. but so yeah another regular week on the job another great weekend and school ceremony yesterday and i guess that's about it and a long long sidetrack around the stream but i guess that's what we're talking about on this podcast <laughs> what's up with you yeah. yeah um similar situation like i feel like i don't really know what to talk about these days because things are just moving along there's not uh not too much exciting stuff going on However, we finally launched a new pricing yesterday. Uh, so Woo! that, uh, that uh, finally came to an end uh, of sorts. Um, we still haven't had any signups since then, since last night, basically. Um, so Are you thinking something see. is wrong? Know. Like how long yeah. will you wait until you think that the pricing is messing up the signup? Uh, if we don't get a signup in the next couple of days, then I'll start questioning things. But 
in the end, I mean, it's not like we're getting a lot of signups every day. It's a couple a week, but it's not like, yeah, a day without a sign up is sad, but it can happen. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm not too worried just yet. Um, but yeah, it took me a little bit of, it took a little bit of courage to launch it yesterday um, just because it didn't, like, it touches so many things and it's so core to everything and it also handles money. I didn't want to mess it up, but uh, so far it looks like I didn't. So um, yeah, good to have it out of door and not worry about it anymore. Um, Crossing my fingers over here that <laughs> keeps on running Thanks. smoothly. Thanks. I had somewhere I figured it's so like it touches so many things and it's relatively complicated that I not know about all the problems ahead of time anyway. So. Let's get it out there and then deal with whatever goes wrong, if something goes wrong, like in the end. Um, and in a way, it's just money we can refund people and ask for uh, forgiveness. So, yeah, that's what we're going to do if something breaks. But the tests are passing. Maybe nothing breaks. We'll see. Other than that, my like plan for. Yeah. I feel like what you said there, like I could just refund the money. I feel like that is kind of next level <laughs> or like what are those like early levels that for our you know we've talked about having this chart where you put stickers on like when you get like founder milestones and i feel like oh i could just refund them their money is like one of those founder milestones because i think for a lot of people who's never made any money online or sold anything kind of personally it's so hard that first time because you're like what if something goes wrong like it's you, you get it's crazy how hung up you can get on that and if you've ever like refunded somebody finally, you're like, that's also an option. I can just re I can just refund them. And of course, like there could be, you know, it could be other, you know, they can then talk bad about you or like, you know, you don't get the same word of mouth that you would like. But knowing that that's an option, and if you do it in, in a nice way, people often come away with it with a good experience. I think that's a that's like one of those larger lessons in the way of of, of selling yeah. selling stuff online but yeah. yeah i mean in the end you we tend to worry too much about stuff and i guess the key part as i said like if you deal with it in a reasonable way or in a nice way and are like not blaming people or whatever or being rude and just like handling it nicely and un being understanding and then if you messed up something in the billing logic, yeah, just refund whatever they pay too much or whatever. I guess that's fine. I mean, might not be the best experience, but if you handle it professionally, it shouldn't be the end of the world. So, yeah. But again, yeah. fingers crossed nothing like that happens. <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> um, yeah, other than that... Uh, I was supposed to work more on the Stripe integration last week. I ended up not doing any of it because we had so much fun working on a new WYSIWYG editor um, for our emails. Um, and while we didn't make any, like, well, not, not a lot of like vi visual or visible progress, um, we learned a lot about like the, the, the internals of the framework we're using uh, for this and um, have a better understanding of how to do this stuff. And as a result of that, I'm pretty excited about where this is going. Um, 
looks like we will be able to actually get um, autocompletes for for Liquid, like for personalization and conditional Ooh. logic in the emails. So the way it will probably work, like let's see if if it actually ends up being that way. But basically, you type curly curly, and it will pop up a nice pop up with uh, whatever options you have, and then as you type, narrow those down so you can just like pretty efficiently select the data you want to work with. Um, and I feel like not a lot of other tools are doing this right now, and hopefully that makes the editing experience a lot nicer because right now we're not doing any of it, and some people are struggling with it for good reason um, because it's just it sucks without that having that information at your fingertips. Um, yeah, but overall, I think this would be a cool feature, and then if we get the editing experience right with all the other parts, this would be a cool project. Um, what we're doing this time, instead of directly integrating it into the product from the start, um, we're building, basically building it in isolation. So we set up um, Storybook um, to to basically view all the components, and we're building a WYSIWYG editor component inside of there. And only when it's good enough and somewhat working, uh, we will actually integrate it into the product and potentially migrate stuff um, over over time. Um, but yeah, this way, this way we don't have to touch too many things and change too many things right from the go uh, and still are able to produce a nice experience. And I'll probably share a link at some point to get people to try to break it and mess with it. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's your specialty, right? I remember when you yes. signed up for... For useless, like within the first hour or so, you broke something. <laughs> oh yes, I absolutely. It's genetic. I get it from my mom. Like we always are able to break stuff, and I think her when she was still coding, the the person who was on quality assurance at that company, she said that um, she always loved testing my mom's stuff because it was like already tested. Like she always made sure to you know run run through i think all developers should do that but obviously that wasn't that normal like a lot of people send things to test that like broke instantly <laughs> yeah, but, yeah so she would always like be like oh yes it's coming from vibeke you know that this is gonna be great i'm actually gonna <laughs> have to try hard to break this yeah yeah so that's the goal with uh with the editor as well because yeah i just want to have a really nice experience there because I don't know. It's probably it's probably going to be hard to to get a nice experience, but I feel like it's core. It's so core to the overall enjoyment of using the product. Like if if the editing experience is solid, uh, the editing experience is solid. Then I guess you trust the tool a lot more than when the editing process is already finicky and you're like nothing really works the way you want it to, and you have to really fight it. I don't think that's a good experience for, yeah, like it doesn't sh shine a nice light on the on the rest of the product as well. So, I yeah, think at this point it's one of those right. things things that people could actually could actually help word of mouth because what I hear the most in communities when it comes to emails, it's like, yeah, I use this, but the editing is awful, but it like <laughs> does all I needed to do but the editing yeah. is awful. So if you end up having a tool that does everything you need to do like logic wise and the editing experience is, is really nice and, and, and smooth, 
then I think that could be one thing that people actually do talk about because I've heard so much on the other side. <laughs> I or hope we people, get there. <laughs> or people just use it and they're like, of course that's how it should work because this is the first product they use and don't even mention yes. it to anyone. <laughs> yes. Which is that, that probably might, more likely. That might be the case. Yeah. 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 Maybe we're overdoing it again. But um But I think for people moving know. over, if they move over, if they give it a try, like if they're ready to go from one of the other tools and they test out your tool and that experience is really nice. It could be one of those things, as you say, it gives trust. It feels just, it just feels better. It, you know, yeah. the enjoyment of using, because you can get so frustrated with these tools and you get so, you get so annoyed that you stop writing emails, which is not good. <laughs> yeah. But that's what you're supposed, to, <laughs> supposed yes. to do. Yes, totally. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was last week. I uh, had a lot of fun on that. And also spent a weekend thinking about stuff and how to implement it. And then yesterday when I got back to work, I realized that I should probably stop working on it entirely because we had a front-end developer for a reason. And one of the reasons was that I can focus on the back-end more. And last week I did basically no back-end work <laughs> at all. <laughs> Now you have a teammate. You just want to do your front end. There suddenly, you just want to do the front end. Uh, I mean, I always enjoyed front end work. That's that's not a that's not a problem. But now, and especially with this part, it's like ex exciting new stuff. It's a nice new challenge, and I love just building good user experience. Um, so I enjoy that work. But there's no point in not doing any of the other work. Like I mean. Yes, maybe we are a little bit faster if we both work on it, but there's so many other things on the back end that needs work to be done on that I should probably just do that because there's no one else doing that part. <laughs> so, so you can get for to, this the, week, to, to the point where you can get a junior back end developer. So you can only work on the new and interesting stuff. Maybe, yeah. Maybe at some point we can afford that and actually do. I mean, sure, that's def definitely the goal in the long run. Um, but for now, I'm the only backend developer, and we want to go to Stripe integration, which also is pretty exciting. So this week I'm back on the backend and doing more work on that part, and also explicitly not working on the Stripe apps thing, like any any front end stuff that runs inside of Stripe. Ignoring that for now, just getting the backend flow working, um, and then hopefully we can. When, once that is working, then we can spend some time on getting getting nice UI in place that runs in the Stripe dashboard and such. So, yeah, that's that's what's been going on last week and the plan for this week. And um, yeah, let's see how it goes. Yeah, as I said, like yeah. not not much to talk about these days. It's just uh, running smoothly, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what an awful place to be! Everything is just running smoothly. Um, <laughs> but um, remind me again, what was the um, framework you're using for the editor? Um, we're building up on ProseMirror, um, which is Pro basically Mirror. a WYSIWYG editor framework. And it's from the same people who also built CodeMirror, which is a JavaScript-based code editor that you can embed in your website. And what I really like about it is it's quite modular. And it has a lot of, it gives a lot of base structure for the editor. Like it, 
Um, the problem I have with a lot of um, with a lot of other WYSIWYG editor frameworks is that they either do too little in terms of they just like provide a little bit of UI around the native content editable um, HTML element of sorts, um, or they are super powerful but don't allow a lot of customizability in terms of like they have like a toolbar with like 60 options but uh, making it do the th stuff you want it to do is super hard. And I feel like ProseMirror has a good, a nice balance between the two where, it, I mean, it's also based on, on the content editable element, but whatever you enter in there, it first runs through their own engine basically and translates it into their own document format. So strips every unneeded HTML and basically you give it a schema at the beginning, say, the documents can consist of these objects and nodes and everything else is just removed and that gives you a lot of control and you can also come up with your own own node types in there so for for the liquid stuff we created a new liquid node that will be highlighted differently and have different behavior attached to it because the editor knows that it's not regular text but something special and that that's that makes it nice and composable in a way so yeah we're excited about it and i'm still convinced that it was a good choice to, to pick this framework <laughs> well after a week i would say that's that's a good place to be you've actually been able to try it out yeah i mean to be honest we've been using this framework for a while okay. like the previous editor was built on this as well but it was a very bare bones it was basically take the example from their website <laughs> And put it in there. Um, and the new version is actually understand what's going on, try to figure out the best pattern, and then implement it that way. <laughs> okay, then I would say it's even better. Like this is this is I feel like this is, that's a high recommendation. Like you've actually tested it out. You've used the example you copy pasted, which I mean, if when that works for that log, that's also pretty cool. And then you also feel like you can extend it. It's yeah. It seems like they hit the sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, so far, I mean, let's see. Like, ask me again in four weeks or so. Maybe I'm ranting and I'm super annoyed by it. But compared to everything else I looked at, this still seems to be the best option. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. Next it next nice week conversation. Next week we have. We're interviewing PG Mustard founder, Michael. Michael, yes. Michael. Suddenly I was like, is it Michael? <laughs> it's Michael. So if you have any questions for the PG Mustard founder, Michael, you can send that in a DM to me or Benedict, and we'll try to ask totally. him. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well done. Talk to you next week, and see you around. See you around the interwebs. Bye. Bye.